0: Hey, everyone. Iris Barr here with a very dysfunctional ponytail. Still in New York City. I've run myself ragged. I've been extremely active. I've really kind of been sucking the marrow out of the city since I got here a couple of weeks ago Um, because it's in such stark contrast to my life in L.A. right now, which is literally growing tomatoes, Every day, and I, I was excited at the beginning of the pandemic to have three different kinds of tomatoes, but now, with the wildfires and the scorching heat it 's just me weeping over dried plants and just eating the tomatoes I get um, from Whole Foods, which I still get delivered to my home. I have yet to walk into a supermarket and yet i 'm hanging out with three thousand people in the park, so I feel like I feel like we all have these weird covid pandemic standards, you know friends that will kiss each other on the lips but sanitize after not touching anything for no particular reason. I, I could probably come up with a better example, but that's what came to mind. So that's me. I will um, see people. I hugged someone the other day. I know we had our masks on, but still it felt like a transgression. But then I'm still trying to wrap around why the hugging is is bad. Um, I get that if you're kissing and, and hugging and, and talking in proximity, but if you're masked, I feel like hugging's okay. I don't know. Today, I feel kind of sick, so who the fuck knows? I'm just listening to, um, to Trump and whatever he says, I do. So I'm not afraid. <laughs> I am very excited about our show tonight. Can you tell me a little low energy? I literally, I've been walking. In LA, I clock about 49 steps a day. Uh, here, I've been walking 15 to 20,000 steps a day. I literally have been, in Hebrew, there's the word, you know, to iron, I've been ironing the city. So I've just been going up and down and using city bike and I do spray alcohol on the handlebars and then lick friends. But using the city bike, which have been delightful. I'm not a very aggressive bike rider. I feel like, I feel like everyone here is sportier than I remember. There's no leisurely riding. Everyone's kind of pedaling past me. Even these um, octogenarians are just like, you know, drive, bitch. But I'm enjoying it. The weather has been perfection um, and I've been in a very good mood. And I, I don't feel like going back to LA. Um, I feel like staying here until it gets cold. And then I'm like, <laughs> bye-bye, bye-bye. I love you until you don't um, fill my needs any longer. Uh, my first comic, who I just met a few seconds ago, is delightful and I've, I've seen a lot of her work and she's, she's great. And I'm very excited to have her on. Always great to meet new comics. And we're on a show tomorrow night together. My first park show at Stand Up New York at Sheep's Meadow tomorrow, 5.30 PM. I think I'm up second. So I'd probably go on at 5.38 let me bring up my first, uh, my first comic guest of the evening, Liz Mealy. Hi. Hi. I like that I got to make an entrance. It was, and it was timed
1: perfectly. It was I, like, I, like, I, like, I hovered. I was just like, I'm going to be responsible.
0: <laughs> there's so many times with that awkward, you know, you wait, and then they can't tell that they're on yet, and they're looking, but, you know, you can hear them, and you're like, can you unmute yourself? And there's like those three seconds, and then they're like, yeah, it starts. <laughs>
1: Well, it feels like how um, newscasters always were. They're like, we're going to go to Tina, who's going to tell us about the uh, the rave explosion that's happened behind us. And she's like,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, yes, it's crazy out here. There's ravers. It's an explosion. <laughs> it's, I don't get why that technology has not been mastered. Where I send my mom like a 45-minute video to Israel and she gets it as I'm sending it. Yeah, they can't get newscaster Diane, what you fuck to? You know. Yeah,
1: I think I think they want that delay just in
0: case you know she's like fuck this news network. Right, Hi. Right. <laughs> do you remember that? Isn't there a woman that like killed herself like a newscaster? Remember that in the middle of the broadcast? Do you not remember that? I do not. I won't bring it up then. Now I don't know why I got dark. I don't know why I brought that up. Why would we? <laughs> why would we go there? Only
2: oh, news. God.
1: Only fun, I guess Sue said it's not fun, but like the only like quirky news things that I know about is like when a baby comes on or when a cat comes on, like when it's like some kind of like, there's like a child or like, you know, somebody's doing some like weird bomb. Like, do you remember um, in the early pandemic, they were talking about how rioters had taken over or like were taking stuff out of the cheesecake factory? No. And 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 they were like, how do you know that's true? And then you just see people holding full cheesecakes behind them. It was amazing. They're like, it hasn't been confirmed, but they said somebody broke up and broke into
0: a cheesecake factory and then you just see people Oh my god. Uncovered cheesecakes. I love that. You know what though? I feel like that's a good thing because with the pandemic and the indoor dining closed, those cheesecakes, I mean, everything they make their cheesecake is is made for like a giant. So I feel like these massive blocks of cheesecake should have been taken. That's a good loot.
1: Yeah, I think I think that was probably one of the smarter
0: ones. Yeah, it's you know, a solid loot. If you're going after sneakers, you have to look for your size. I know, like and then you stressful. take four pairs of like size fourteen. Yeah, and then you're pissed yeah. off.
1: Yeah, yeah, but cake or cheesecake, it's there. It's you can't go everyone. wrong.
0: It's for everyone. It's you're for like everyone. I hope I get
1: invited to a dinner party so I can be a hero,
0: <laughs> and you can be like I purchased this because no one's ever yes. gonna. You know what I mean? What yeah, do you say? Yeah. I looted it. You're like, no, no, I just got yeah. this.
1: Like like when you bring cookies to a party and you're like, I made those. And they're like, these are Oreos. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> really, with even with the thing, with the imprint? Yeah. I love Oreos and I don't know if I disclosed this on my last show, I read somewhere that they're actually not a bad snack for kids because they don't have, they actually don't have a h- huge amount of sugar. And I feel like really? Oreos are made from like napalm. Like it feels like <laughs> the most unhealthy good you can eat.
1: They also are, oh um, uh, crap, are they vegan? There's something like you wouldn't- Something great experience- about them? <laughs> Well, this is the thing, they're, first of all, they're heroin. Like, I don't care. They're so good. They're the so fact good. that you can eat seven of them and like you don't feel full, like yes. I don't, I, it, there's something wrong. Like, it's great. <laughs> but I did read, they're either like, either they don't have dairy or they're vegan or both. Like there's something about them that like you would think that it's- Interesting.
2: Well,
0: growing up as a Jew, you are not Jewish, right? Miele you know, is an it Italian. Just, I just look it. You look, you, you do look, Jew. you actually look even Israeli. You have the Israeli hair. I can see that. Yeah, Israeli, because Jew, like Jewish, like the Jappy girls, there would be some sort of style. Israeli girls, that's the hair. That's that's yeah. the hair. You have the hair. So if you ever want to come to Tel Aviv and, and get laid as a local, as opposed to laid as a tourist, I would
1: love like to get, love to get laid as
0: a local. It's always going to get laid as a local. Um, you feel more empowered. You know what I mean? Getting laid <laughs> as a tourist, you feel like exploited yeah. a bit, but laid as a local is fine. No, they give you the good deal. So growing up as a, as, a, as a Hebrew in the Bronx, we weren't allowed to eat Oreos because they used to make them with lard, with the gelatin, which I guess is like lard. Oh, okay. And we had to eat the kosher um, corollary, which was called Hydrox, which were an abomination. Yeah. My family wasn't kosher, but I had to pretend to be kosher to be socially accepted. So I get that. I would eat Hydrox. I'm glad i um, made change for you what's it? Glad things have changed for you. <laughs> I don't eat pork anymore. I've never, I was never a porky person to begin with. I was never like, bring me the ham. I was never a ham person. Yeah. Know. My
1: dad, I didn't realize it. Um, my dad was vegan. I thought he was vegetarian and wow. I, I don't even think I knew what that was, but my dad was vegan for eight years when I was growing up and, um, was he a really member of a
0: cult? Like what spun what spawned that? He had he had health problems oh, okay.
1: and he right. he felt like if he took like dairy and meat out of his diet, he would clear up some of his his, his problems. One of them oh, being wow. hay fever. He had really, really bad hay fever every summer. And so he went vegan and after about a year his hay fever went away. And um we just never had meat in the house. So my mom would make like chicken nuggets, but other than I would say chicken nuggets, like just to throw yes. chicken at us, we really didn't grow up with much meat. And I really didn't start like eating burgers or any of that stuff until I was in like late in high school, early college. Wow. And, yeah. And I find it so we like, I didn't miss it. I still like and learning about meat. Like, I think I had my first pork chop like a year ago. I was like, oh. <laughs> don't
0: go down that road. I mean, if you've avoided pork chops,
1: I like bacon. Know. I once I discovered well, bacon, bacon is yeah. bacon
0: is the other heroin, right? It's Oreos yeah. and bacon. I feel like those yeah. are the two things that there's some sort of endorphin, there's this pleasure center in the brain that's particularly designed. Yeah. I was gonna ask you something and I totally blanked. What the fuck is wrong with me? God damn it. I'm telling you, I'm aging like daily. It was my birthday. Um, and Some some birthdays go by and you're like, okay, like it just goes by. And other birthdays, you're like, wow, I've aged. Like now I feel like I've aged. This is the
1: first year I feel like I'm both physically um, and emotionally aging. It's yeah, the most- I said the
0: word arthritis this week. Do you know what I mean? Like I actually used yeah. it in conversation in a self-refer. That's not. A, that's not a good thing.
1: Well, my, my cat has arthritis. My cat is technically eighty four, so um, <laughs> she's really just teaching me what my life is like. I give her arthritis medicines every night before oh, bedtime. Look
0: at you, caretaker. Uh,
1: she cries, and I'm just like, I'm just like, I don't know if this is because like you're sad. Do you feel lonely? Do your bones hurt? Like you got to communicate.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, you really are like the nurse, the hospice nurse. I don't want to say hospice. I'm sure the cat's fine. It's just arthritis. So
1: yeah, no, Um. she's, she's still annoying for regular cat reasons. (laughs) Where do you live? What am I looking at here? Uh, you're looking at what is decorated like a runaway teenager. That's, I love it. This, I love
0: the Robin Williams in the corner. I love, yeah. I don't know who else I'm spotting there. I can't yeah, tell. You can see Robin
1: Williams right there is um, uh, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner. Ah. Then you got Richard Pryor. All yeah, right. Richard Pryor. Then Steve Martin, Dick Gregory, Eddie Murphy, George Carlin. Okay. And then there's a bunch more. You can't see, like I Lenny saw Bruce.
0: George Carlin live which was amazing in like Vegas years ago. And I met Carl Reiner in Montreal at the Comedy have, Festival.
1: Yeah, I've met George a few times and he's was oh. a sweetheart. I've seen him live, I've, I've, like he, I have nothing but kindness to say to him. And then I've heard tons of stories about Carl Reiner just being- So
0: sweet. You a, had to outdo person. me on the George Carlin. I thought I was gonna be like, I saw him live <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, you did? I can't believe, you're like, yeah, I've seen him like five times, like fucking relax. I'm like, <laughs> okay.
1: I I actually saw George in high school. I saw him when I was 17 um, live. I think that's the only time I saw him live. And then I went to some like book readings um, because he was, you know, later in his life, he was putting out books. Right, Um, right, right. But it's funny, I was doing a a podcast, I have a podcast with a friend of mine and we were just talking about like what, who influenced us when we started. And my older sister went to George Washington University. So these big universities will bring in these big comics. Yes, they can afford it. Yeah. So I saw Jay Leno because of my sister. (laughs) I saw, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle, who was like one of my favorites. Oh, wow. And then she lived not too far from the DC Improv, which was like a major club. So um, when I was 15, like I would go visit my sister. She was a couple of years older. I go visit her in college and she knew I like comedy. So I saw um, Mitch Hedberg, Jim Gaffigan. Oh, wow. Tony Woods. I'm trying to think, but like that, like DC specifically, I saw so many Big comics because of my my sister and I was just a, like a huge nerd for it. That's so cool.
0: I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I haven't. Who else have I seen that's been so big? I mean, a couple of times, like you know, Seinfeld would walk in at Gotham and and like I'd, I'd be boomed off the stage because Jerry shows up. You know, you know what I mean? you know, when that happens? Yeah. You're like you've been bumped. You might wait. When we don't. Oh, I, I had
1: a show at the Cellar. It was actually one of the weirder shows. So I had a show at the Cellar. And um, my boyfriend's family was in town from Australia. They're not okay. Australian, but they live in Australia. I won't ask why, but why? Regardless, regardless, <laughs> long way away. And they were coming to my show, and which is just nerve-wracking having your boyfriend's parents of see course. you stand up. And yes. like he's seen my videos, but I'm still like, ugh. Yeah. So anyway, they're in the audience, and I'm supposed to go up. And Kevin Hart goes on. And then... Um, <laughs> I think Aziz Azari goes on <laughs> then I finally go on and then Chris Rock goes on and so this whole time I'm like nerve and it was fine it was a good set whatever whatever but like he gets at like his father who's like a big comedian, gets out of the show and he was just like what a lineup I was like I know it was I was on the show you're welcome <laughs> like 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 completely forgot that he had seen me because he'd
0: seen like this like truly all-star lineup oh my god that's amazing. yeah, Chris Rock followed me once at the improv in LA. And I'm like, "Good set, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 <laughs> solid set. Solid You're gonna set. You going to go
1: somewhere? I just yeah. think if you really yeah. like if you exactly. put your to it. Exactly.
0: Um, you were you here the whole time? The whole the whole pandemic were you in New York?
1: Yeah, so I was I was in I was in, in the middle of a European tour, so I was in Oh, wow. I was in Paris when it started to spread in in France. And then i was in london when it started to spread in london and i was just about to head to germany and i was going to go germany sweden uh switzerland and at that point like early mid march i was like oh switzerland's starting to shut down i'll probably do germany sweden and then that'll like they're right, already right, shutting right. down 50 or, or larger uh venues and so i went to bed going like okay when i get up i have to figure out my flights or whatever And I woke up to like 30 missed calls, oh shit, (laughs) like 100 text messages from my best friend who I had just been talking to and knew I was in London. And she was like, there is a travel ban. You're going to get stuck. I bought you a ticket. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You're not waking up. I canceled that ticket. I gave you another ticket. I'll just eat the cost. If you can't take that thing, I just don't want you to be stranded. You know what? I think it's the best thing I've ever done. (laughs) Tickets are now $2,000. I bought yours for 400. Like, just like, insane so i'm like waking up to and i didn't know what was happening like i knew shit was happening but i the travel ban happened while i was sleeping in london right so i ended up and then it was the right move because like not even like 12 hours later like germany started shutting down and yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and the uk was still like kind of open and there was a lot of confusion about could Americans abroad be come back like they may right. seem like if you don't come back in three days, you're stuck out there and then there people were Actually stuck whether there was a band or not because they couldn't afford tickets or there were no flights or what have you So she actually did me like she pretty much saved me I ended up canceling everything staying in London two extra days that two extra days actually prevented me from having those um, JFK
0: uh, custom nightmares like they oh they're waiting like nine hours and in, in lines and all that dude, shit. I
1: brought snacks half of my luggage Was just toilet paper and snacks. Like I just like I felt like I was coming home to the apocalypse. So I was getting ready to sit in line. So like the first, the next day it was nine hours. The day after that was four hours. So I was like, you know what? It's gonna probably be a couple of hours. I just need to get ready. Ten minutes. I like. I had like. You really did
0: luck out. I gotta tell you, you did luck out. So wait, what you were doing? Like, were you touring on your own, or were you part of? Yeah, I was touring on my own. That's amazing. So you're like popular, like in Europe, you can
1: fill a nice sized house. That's amazing. I would say nice size. We're small. I, I'm yeah, doing but like,
0: still like you're going to Stockholm and, 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 and Copenhagen and whatever, Frankfurt or whatever the hell. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: I, I started touring Europe about eight years ago. I've kind and of built you. a fan base. And then the nice thing about the internet now is like, you know, you used to get on TV and you could make a fan base from, you know, right. whatever you are on TV. But now with the internet, like I've had videos go viral and everybody speaks English or people put, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, subtitles yeah. on it. And so honestly, Things on the internet have made being uh, universal much easier. And I just
0: wonder if people sense it because I've always found, you know, I wrote a couple of books and they were, they were bestsellers in Germany of all places. And I did all these book tours in Germany and they laugh at different stuff. I mean, they'll laugh like their level of humor, like the French laugh at different stuff, the German, you know what I mean? It's they don't necessarily get like the dry wit or the sarcasm or like the, the New York humor. Have you found do you notice a different or has the internet? in a way and this kind of generation homogenized humor in a way.
1: So I would say that America's um, biggest export, you know, I'm sure there's bigger exports, but it's entertainment. So they take in so much American television, so many American movies, so much American music. that Our accent doesn't trip us up, trip them up. Um, Our references don't really trip them up. So I don't feel like I did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival four years ago and I you know, I did a bunch of shows in the u k to try to prepare for it, and I didn't feel like I had to change in an hour set. I didn't feel like I had to change more than a word or two because they if I say high school, even though that's not how they do school, they right. know what I'm talking about, right right if right. I say French fries, they even though they call them chips, like I don't have to really change anything because they know what I'm saying, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. so
1: I would say that. Even like i done Asia a lot, I did Australia, like I've done all these places, I've done the Middle East, and like they take in so much that I don't feel like I don't have to be myself. It's just really like um, certain words. Like I had a word where I, I you know, I said my mom was finicky. And like, right, right. like Norway didn't know what finicky meant. Like, and I couldn't even describe Norwegians it. Norwegians
0: are not finicky. So I don't think yeah, it's yeah, in their lexicon. Yeah. Do you know what I
1: mean? So it might be like a word here or there, or right. like I had I had this newer joke that I was working on in the UK when I was over there in March. And I t- I, even though they know we don't have healthcare, they don't really get like our fucked over healthcare jokes. Like they I literally talk yes. about um, the reason I went to therapy is because um, my parents didn't finish the job and I need somebody. And I needed somebody. I needed to pay out of pocket for someone to raise me. <laughs> like, and like that pops really hard here. But this idea of paying out of pocket—it's it, right. it like so this—it's not a punchline. It's just kind of a, like a funny line to get to a bigger idea. But that funny line would just be like like it Dead. wasn't. It was never a funny line. Right. And to me, I'm like, okay. So this is the level. Like they understand that we don't have healthcare, but they don't understand these these labelings of like, I'm paying out of pocket for yeah, healthcare.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, like, I'm getting screwed over. I'm $40,000 in hospital bills. This is all foreign to them. Yeah, literally. um <laughs> Have you found when you do shows in Asia and the Middle East, is it mostly expats and like diplomats or is it lots of young people that English is not their native language and they're just like know you from your videos? It
1: completely depends on who booked it and, um, and uh, what country. So like Pakistan was independently booked and it was all locals. Now, clearly very rich locals. Like, you know, we're, you're not supposed to have alcohol in that country. And we're getting invited to these parties with like crazy right. amounts of alcohol. Every single person in, audi- in the audience, not every, but like so many people in the audience would be like, oh, you're from New York? I, I went to NYU. Oh, I went to uh, Boston University yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's all people that like came to the U.S. to be educated. It's, well,
0: yes. And- I remember at, at I went to Brown and in the, in the you know, the, 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 whatever, the phone book, the Facebook as they call it. One guy, his name and the address was Royal Palace Amman Jordan. I'm like, I yeah. guess you don't need a street address when you're fucking Prince yeah, yeah. Of Jordan. But it was like, okay. Now, when you're traveling to like Pakistan, are you going alone? Do you have a, a, an agent that comes with? Like, who are you? What's your?
1: It really depends. Like, I've done a bunch of like military tours. And so military tours, like you have literally you have like guides. You're with other comics. yeah. yeah, um, yeah you know you're in like a bulletproof van sometimes but when it's independent which most of i book most of my own stuff i, I used it. to have a uk agent and they would book stuff they still wouldn't come with me but they would book stuff but now i'm i'm back to being independent again i honestly just do everything myself like i to me you're clearly a little bit more conscious because you're literally in a foreign land like yeah. i'll be like i like if i had gone to germany it would have been my first time in germany and i would have felt like, okay, I'm scared to go through customs. Like, do I have the right paper? I'm always like, do I have the right paperwork? But now that I've been to London a million times and, you know, English is their first language. I don't, London has become like going to Seattle. Like it's just right, another right,
2: right, right. place, Same like. Same weather
1: too,
0: so. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, no, I get it. I mean, I guess, it's, I guess the question is as a woman alone, I mean, I traveled alone all through Asia when I was 19 and, and sometimes it can get iffy and sometimes, you know, you just have to kind of keep an eye out.
1: Yeah, I'm so unfun that I don't feel like I put the only time I feel like I put myself in a somewhat scary position is I will book really early flights because I either want to see a country, like get more of that country. Like I want to get there at 10 so that I can see as much of the country because I have to leave the next day. Um, Or it's just a cheaper flight, like all early flights are cheaper. So now I'm like taking, you know, not that Norway's scary, but I'm now taking (laughs) the Norwegian subway at 5am on a Sunday and my credit card's not working, and I'm now talking to a guy that I would, like, situations I just right. wouldn't put myself in, but I'm doing it because I'm like, well, I might as well. So, yeah. like, I've spent some extra money to get in a taxi that I probably wouldn't, and then I've also done some stuff where I'm like, this would be stupid in New York, and I'm doing it, and I don't speak the language, and I have no help, and I don't even know what their 911 call is. Right,
0: like- right, right. No, I get it. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, you're like, eh, I shouldn't have done that, but I'm okay now. Yeah. And it's Oslo, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, and they have health care, they're just happier people in general. They're all um, tall,
1: I feel like they could just carry me to a they doctor. They just carry you,
0: they're just delighted, great bone structure, it's, all, it's <laughs> all, they're good, they're good people. I actually dated a Norwegian once and he said to me at some point, I met him in Jordan in the desert and then we kind of fell for each other and he, and he flew to LA to see me. And he was just very cold, I guess, surprise, surprise. He wasn't all kind of warm and fuzzy. And he said that in Norway they don't say I love you to each other. And I was like, is that true? He said it's not even part of the language i'm like i feel like he just doesn't want to say it to me and he's making up some you know what i mean like what maybe kind of statement is i that? mean
1: although they do have a pretty high suicide rate so maybe they just all don't feel loved
0: yeah he's like no you don't really say i love you i'm like eh, okay i you're trying to make this not personal but i feel like you're just lying to my face yeah um tell me about your podcast before i i release you into the uh, festive night uh yeah so i started it literally
1: like i i, I started with my friend i was staying with in london Um, she was supposed to open for me at all these countries, but um, she's American, lives out there. But basically I was like getting on the plane. I was like, "Uh, we should start a podcast. Like I literally was like, I think we're not gonna have a job for a while. It's one of the smartest things. Amazing. Cause 'cause it was an inside joke. It's called two non-doctors and we're just, you know, like I think all comics are like this. We're just kind of know-it-alls and do it Yeah. So like, and like my parents are veterinarians and I kind of feel like when I would get sick or something was wrong, my parents would just solve it. And even though they have a degree, we were just kind of raised to do it ourselves. So, like, I would get a rash, and I would just be like, "I wonder what this is. Kind of looks like ringworm. Maybe it's ringworm." And I would Google it, and then I would look, and then I might ask my mom, "Can I have some ringworm stuff?" But like, we're we're just that person. So, like, if I told Maria something, um, Marie Shahad is who I do the podcast with, she would be like, "I don't know. Let's look it up." And it just became like that's who we are. We're just researchers and we're idiots. And I really this podcast has made me realize how much I experiment on myself. Like I've had stomach issues my whole life. Right. I've had, uh, you know, issues with my skin, eczema, she's had psoriasis
0: and I <laughs> just- It's a fun bunch. You're like my eczema to your psoriasis, to my hemorrhoids, to your-
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I've just read the entire internet. I've read full books and I've just experimented and I've made myself feel like when you don't have healthcare and you, you know, yeah. you are in another country or you're, you're not going to be home for a week. So it's, it became this like. I don't know, way of bonding and just kind of talking about our issues and and making light of it. So we always say like, we're morons, don't listen to us. Like, this
0: is- (laughs) You got to put a lot of disclaimers, because this is a very litigious country. You're going to find that idiot. They said, they told me to put mayonnaise on the rash. You know what I mean?
1: But like literally we had a girl, we did one on ADHD and I was, you know, I said some stuff. I was like, this is, my brother has it. I don't think I have it, but this is what we've researched. This is what I looked on online. And this woman came at us and was just like, this is all wrong. You guys just googled this. You're idiots. And I go, yeah, it's called two non-doctors. And we Uh, literally have a segment called uh, Googles. Yeah. Like and every episode we go, we're morons. Like, literal morons.
0: It's, you're always going to have that earnest person that doesn't understand that. Se- they don't have the sense of humor. They literally don't have that sense. But
1: that's the thing. It's like, there's real doctor podcasts.
0: We're yeah. just comedians talking yeah. about rashes. Like- yeah. Which is what, what you do. I always feel like whenever I've had any health scares and I Google, it's always going to be cancer or, or something fatal. And I feel like there should be, Google should provide a screen and say, take a breath you know, or at least find the one site that's going to calm you the fuck down before you, you know, and I'm like, that's why I try and avoid that stuff. Anything you read, the forum is always like, this is the most painful thing, or this is this, or this is lethal. And this is, you know,
1: I'm actually curious to see now that tele doctors like telecommunication is, and it's like most, if you have insurance, most of it's actually free or like a a very cheap add on. I'm curious to see if that actually helps because I think we all go from I'm dying, and then if you could kind of just be like, "Hey, what is this bump?" and they're just like, "Oh, that's just a thing," and da da da. da. Like it's gonna like help with the zero to one hundred. I 100. hope so.
0: I did a couple of telemedicine, and then I could see the doctor. I could hear them typing and doing other stuff. You know what I mean? There's they can really yeah. not they can really easily not hide that they're completely distracted and multitasking. And yeah. Like, I have this pain, and I can see her like, uh huh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, no, I can see you. I can see you're like, you. But- you're like, is this too much blood? And you hold a glass. <laughs> Um, well, I'm so glad I got, to, and I'm going to see you tomorrow at our yeah. stand-up New York show in the park, um, which I'm I'm nervous I'm nervous about. But again, I'm just going to wing it. it I'm just going to wing it, and it'll be fine. I can tell you with all honesty, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're right. People are just going to be like, "Oh, I'm happy to see another human," and I'm happy to have you on my podcast too. And you can be my non-doctor for an hour. That would be fun. You're welcome. Uh, and um, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, uh, and thank me. you for joining. on your website, people can find you on LizMealy.com.
1: Yeah. And I, I have a free special that just came out in May called
0: Self Help Me on YouTube. So oh, I you love that. To- Self Help Me on YouTube. Check out Liz Mealy's uh, one hour special on YouTube, self-produced. I love it. Yeah, Amazing. See, that's the way you got to do it. That's the way you fucking got to do it. <laughs> um, and I'm sure the people in Pakistan will be loving to see you soon live. Let's hope we can mm-hmm. all get back on the road. So I know some clubs in, t- in America are doing shows, but. Yeah. Few, few and far between, but yeah, we're, we're trying. I know. I know. I know. Um, well, well thank for you for me. joining Liz. Have a lovely evening. Yeah, I'll, see you I'll talk to you soon. Uh, my next guest is a, uh, an old friend. I can call her an old friend now. Lucy Pohl, um, who I'm doing another show with to get. Hi, <laughs> I'm
3: doing, you have Robin Williams. You have the same album on your I wall. Same. It's just Robin though. I'm sorry. You said no,
0: but I'm like, Robin. that's uncanny. I do not have Robin on my wall. I have a very, uncanny. um, I have okay. a, uh, a, a doll on a plate, a doll. You know what else is, uncanny
3: is that, um, I was in Paris. I met Liz for the first time in Paris. Oh we did some shows together there, which oh, were, right. were like the last shows, basically. I did before the lockdown. So I want
0: to do a show in. I want to attempt to make French people laugh. I want to see that in the next challenge.
3: They laugh like this. French people go. Huh, huh. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like, um, and I, 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 I don't. Know, I can't say I love the French. I admire the French, um, <laughs> but. And the one French guy that I had, a French, not sex, we just kissed. I kept thinking, oh, and we were on the sand, you know, like I met him in Paris. You know, he hit on me at a coffee shop. We roamed the streets. I'm like, this is so romantic. He was an architect. Worst kisser ever. Total roast beef tongue.
3: And I'm like, what is this? You're French. This is not okay. Um, I'm not surprised. French not okay. men are more like, French men are like the equivalent of like a man in like Tennessee or something like that.
0: I don't know, I, had a, I did have a lover from, um, a lover, I call them lovers. This, this was a man that I actually dated for quite some time, but it just sounds so much more sophisticated when I call him my lover. Yes. He was from, uh, what's that t- town near, near New Orleans? God damn it. Um, uh, uh, Baton Rouge. Baton. He was from Baton Rouge. He was phenomenal.
3: And he even wore a baseball cap, which, you know, I'm allergic. That to. That doesn't like- make sense what I just said. A French man is the equivalent of a woman from Taylor. Oh, okay. Thank you. I which also that. doesn't make sense. But more importantly, <laughs> this <laughs> the shirt. The French guy was a bad kisser. Liberté chérie. I love this it. This shirt is also from my trip to Paris where I met Liz. Um, I love it. Such an amazing trip. Oh, I want yeah, it. I, it's uh, super uncanny.
0: I don't know if, like, nostalgia at this at this point in time is just um, masochism.
3: Well, I've been saying, you know, I've been doing all these nostalgic things, like wearing heels around the house, checking my calendar, watching gangbang porn, just yes. to see people do things in groups. In groups, you know? group, <laughs> group activity Oh, look at them! <laughs> Granny porn, just to see old people out and about doing things.
0: Granny porn, I got to tell you, I wish upon every octogenarian to get recruited by pornhub and do some granny porn at some juncture i mean honestly can I you know. imagine the fun of that
3: oh i know got oh, jay, okay. i
0: got jay <laughs> uh, i got people are
3: dropping
0: in baby come on in <laughs> no, that's that's what happens that's what happens i can't have a video off but then we have these again that i take them off and i bring it back on um but the, yeah no granny porn Thank i you. gotta say i'm so happy I'm happy that Pornhub has expanded. That gives everybody something. You know what I mean? I I don't like, when I see the young girls, I get very depressed. Like when I see the young girls and I can tell that they're like college kids, like I do get sad. Even though they look like they're having a great time. They look like they're having a fantastic time. They don't look like they're (laughs) like, you know, but whatever. But the grannies, I'm like, they're not being exploited. You know, they're not being exploited.
3: What fascinates me is the like um, animated porn. I have never seen animated porn. I'll check it out. That's on Pornhub, so you know okay. I'm voiceless character, right, on this video game?
0: Yes, I know.
3: And- mercy <laughs> and Overwatch. Yes, I do. Yeah, and there's a lot of mercy porn. A okay. lot. And do they use your voice? No, but okay. some. But they they have like somebody goes does these little like oh uh, oh yeah sounds, you know. Right. Well, I always associate um porn because initially back in
0: the day when I was growing up in Israel, uh, they had RTL, the German channel. And they would show titties, and it was such a a revolution because growing up in puritanical America, like, God forbid you see breasts, you know. um, Even today, even today, they'll make a big deal out of seeing a penis in a film. And it's still so annoying because the amount of vaginas you see on film is endless. But when the guy's schlong is swinging about, it feels more vulgar or it feels dirtier. And I'm like, what? I, I can't rap Maybe I need to study more theory of
3: sexuality and gender. And then study, at the but... same time, it's totally okay for a guy to be topless in America at the yeah. beach. Oh no. If a woman takes off her top and doesn't want a tan line. Oh my God. I know. It's the end I of know. I think Did it's you... all
0: about impulse control, isn't it? Cause it's like, if I see a, a dude, even if he has a great body, I'm not going to get like, a, you know, I'm not whapping it. Uh, You know, it's like, okay, great, I can admire but men will literally get an erection from seeing like some babies in the middle of Times Square, even on an 80-year-old woman, it doesn't matter.
3: Very true, I went to the beach with a friend this year to Far Rockaway and and there's like a bit uh, of the beach where there's a lot of topless women. It's like the topless part, right? And we were just hanging out and lying on our towels and all of a sudden I'm talking and I can like tell he's not listening anymore. And he just goes, oh my God, I love boobies. <laughs> just like a 42 year old man. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? It's just,
0: yeah, it's it's, it's really, um, yeah, it's, it's odd. I, I, I try and get in the head of a man, but I can't, I stop trying. Um, Very
3: interesting though. Have you ever noticed how strange it is that men have nipples? Like why do they have nipples? What well, you they- know that men lactate too. I didn't know that, but I I heard a segment on NPR once where they talked about why men have nipples, and it's actually because the nipples pop out on the baby before the gender is actually like. Oh,
0: interesting.
3: Okay. So that made me realize that all that men's nipples are, a man's chest is a pair of failed tits. That's
0: sad. That puts a sad spin on it.
3: I think a little I, bit of a sad I, spin on it. I, I think it's justice. It's just,
2: <laughs> that's justice. <laughs>
0: there was a study. I remember when I was studying biology um, about the lactated men that can lactate. There was a study of truck drivers in Australia that were wearing seatbelts for so many hours. And because the nipple was stimulated, they actually started lactating.
3: Ah, but can I just time out? When Please. I was studying biology? No, 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 no. I'm saying in, 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 uh, in undergrad. Oh,
2: yeah. oh, okay. You know I studied
0: neuroscience. You <laughs> what know are I, you talking about? I, I, I studied neuroscience. I did brain research in undergrad. I published a paper. I'll send it to you. I did cancer research. I never tell you about the cancer research I did with rats. Oh, so I'm going to share with you. This is a dark time. Um, I was doing cancer research on, on rats um, at the Psychobiology Institute. And we were doing this study. The doctor, he ended up being very successful with this study, that found that if you remove a tumor at different phases of a woman's menstrual cycle, the chances of recovery and metastases differ. So they're trying to like, yeah, it's a whole thing. But I, they gave me all my rats. They gave me like a, you know, a bazillion Fisher rats, these beautiful white lab rats. And um, I had to induce different menstrual cycles in them oh, no. and, and different like secretions. And so I had to pretend to fuck them and get them aroused and enter Stop. lordosis. I'm not exaggerating. This, is, this was the study I chose. I designed this study. This is how desperate I was at the time. Lordosis is when an animal sticks its butt out and it gets ready to be penetrated. You know how when women walk in heels, they also look like they're lordosis, you know, where the back, is, the butt's out a little bit and the back's arched. <laughs> That's why men like women in heels, because it literally, they look like ready to be stooped. So here I am in the basement, because my lab, my lab was in the basement with these rats at all hours of the night, with the test tube stooping these
3: rats, getting them into lordosis. Yeah. why yeah. why were you doing that like for I science why you were, but why were you studying science to what i didn't what i
0: i I, I, I am uh i i like i like science i, I like i, science I, I like too. science you have to fuck rats in that. no i mean look that was a career that i saw could not go <laughs> that was the one single
3: somebody opens the door you're like fucking a rat well that. that was it i, I was, like, was I stripping like rats science. with test
0: tubes um but you know he ended up again publishing a lot and like you know they there were people there that were full-time i was dropping in doing you know designing my test tube stuff um and then i'd have to do vaginal smears where you take a little thing you you do like a little pap smear and you put on a slide you look at the slide it was just me and the rats for many 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 months many months so
3: you have um encountered a rat's vagina
0: well encounter i mean i've i've been i've been in there you know what i mean and then I had to operate on them. This is another sad part. I had to operate to remove their ovaries. And so I was not good at the operating. It's Who called
2: ovaries? I know, but,
0: but you, I'm terrible. I would never be a surgeon because you, you put the little anesthesia on them, right? You put the anesthesia on them, and then you have to slice open and remove the ovary and slice them back. Now, hmm. these guys were doing it for, they were very good at it. I was not, and I would always be so afraid of hurting the rat that I put them under anesthesia for too long. And they I did it like on one rat and he wouldn't wake up. And I'm, like, I'm done. I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm not laughing. It was actually kind of traumatizing. Oh so, my God.
3: I found what? a dead rat in my mailbox once in New York. Was this
0: a, from a former suitor or was this like, what's this, what, what was going <laughs> the rat was like a glenn the close part. moment yeah what's going <laughs> no, on
3: seriously this this was a really interesting acting uh le- learning experience for acting for me okay because um you know sort of bad acting would be you open your mailbox a dead rat falls out and you go ah, what was that? but that's not yeah. how it works at all that's not no. how you react because no. it's so crazy that you can't compute it at first. And so what happened was it was winter. I hadn't been, I'd been on a trip. So I I came back and I knew there was going to be a lot of mail in my mailbox. I opened it up and I took out all these like magazines, like stack of letters and magazines and something fell out and hit my shoe. And I was wearing sunglasses. It was dark in the hallway. And I looked down, there's nothing there or I can't see anything. And the carpet was gray. And I was like, all right, there's nothing there. And then I was like, no, something fell out and hit my shoe. So I take my sunglasses off. I look and there's like a dead, like a small, dead rat on the ground. Aye, aye. First I thought it was Donald Trump's penis, but it was okay. Stop. St- okay. okay. Um, no, but seriously, it was there. And I, this is what I did I went like this.
2: <laughs> and then I went like this. <sighs>
3: yeah. It's, oh, uh, he threw up and then no then I started oh, yeah. being like oh, oh, what the fuck yeah. and then I thought like it was like um sorry no it's fine and and it's York it city was like, I thought it was like like you know like the godfather the dead horse head in the yes bed. yes I like, that's, oh, I said, that's why I asked if
0: it's someone that's like sending a
3: message or I, think just- the, I think it was the landlord who was trying to get me to move out I I believe that I believe oh, that seriously no, no, really? I do. I, I, I yeah, believe, believe that.
0: <laughs> I believe that. I wasn't being facetious. <laughs> I, so believe, I it believe it. Believe
3: that. We believe it. So um, I, I wish I would have had your expertise. I would have taken that rat home, sliced it up. No, no, no.
0: The rats that I worked with, the beloved Fisher rats, they're beautiful. They look like clean, white, like gerbil. You know, they're like aesthetically pleasing. And the rats in New York are a whole other level of because in in LA I have I have rats in my backyard now because the, the pandemic has brought all these rats out because they're not as much there's not as much um traffic and LA rats what are they like they're cool man they're cool they're, they're not like, fun walk
3: up with a little frappuccino yeah they're, they're, like, they're
0: wearing flip flops and they're like <laughs> you know what I mean but they're like I call them field rats they're just because they're out and about they're eating fruit they eat my fruit trees you know Ooh. one of them came out it's not fun to sit there and see them scurrying but um possums are horrible too possums are ugly as shit possums just come out that's total la problems yeah i know i know i know um uh, i had
3: um uh what are those called the the ones with all the legs the ones with all the legs oh a Centipede. centipede now we've moved on to insects that's
0: not we're not talking about okay when no, a inside.
3: giant one in my apartment. It was like this big. It was a fucking horror film, <laughs> and I sat here going, "No, I can't!" Ah! Oh God! And then I killed it, and it was um, it was painful. It was bad. It was scary. But that's I'd rather have a possum than a centipede. I think.
0: I don't know. I'm not. You know. Let's siphon all the creatures in general to their own section in a field <laughs> and have fun and keep my area clean. I like, yeah, to eat. I, I like to eat. I just like to eat in every location. I don't want any animals around me. Um, Lucy, if you're, if you're in Sheeps Meadow tomorrow, come by my show 5 30 PM. I'm doing it. Sheeps oh, Meadow. Oh, I host F- the York. show at six. Otherwise you I do? would have totally been there. Oh, okay. But I'm going to see you on Sunday.
3: Yeah. Um, which
0: I'm excited about.
3: Uh, I love you. LucyPole.com. Right. It's old. Oh no. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I just started it. Lucy Pohl, L U C I E P O H L on YouTube. Subscribe. I just Subscribe. started it yesterday. I love okay? it. I love um, it. And do it. Okay. And also, if you want to
0: contribute to the comics, you can Venmo me at I R I S B A H R. Hungry, hungry, hungry comics. Hungry. Need your support. I love you, Lucy. I'll bring you, my babe. next comic on. I'll talk to you later. Channel. Um, I will. Uh, my next comic is J Jordan. Um I'm standing by. Hey. Oh hello. Oh you're like the pro. Okay, we got the thing and yeah, you're all yeah. you're ready to go. You're ready to Yeah, go.
4: I got a bunch of podcast equipment from the people who like promote my podcast. So Oh I love it.
0: What's is- your podcast? I feel like if I yeah, everyone everyone should and oh, does have one.
4: Well here's something that's fun. We were just talking about rat sex. Um <laughs> Speaking of which, so Grindr yes. <laughs> is the app that supports my podcast in, con- in conjunction with Forever Dog, and it's called The Rear View. It's Ooh. like The View, but gayer.
0: I love that. I, do you know um, one of my friends, a new friend, this guy that wrote to me and wanted to have drinks, and I thought he was hitting on me, but turns out that he was extremely gay okay. and has a beautiful husband. He makes a product called Boy Butter
4: boy butter it's, Are you a, familiar? it's a very popular lube i've only used it once but okay. they have commercials they have commercials they have commercials. this really sort of subtle ad where it's like amish butter churning where yes. it's a stick yes. in, a hole in the hole in the whole cream and cream Kind of. I mean, what else can you want? Really? What can
0: you want? I know. I had him on my podcast, um, the Boy Butter, and his and his sister's this gorgeous model. It was a fantastic combination. The
4: boy, the the czar, the Boy Butter czar.
0: Yeah, the Boy Butter czar. I used, used, used it. I have used it. They have two kinds. Um, you know, one that's safe for prophylactics, and one that's that's I guess if you're going, you know, you're going free form. Yeah. Um, it's great. But again, this is in ancient history. I've been celibate now since I think it was. Now it's 2019. So. Um, I'm hanging (laughs) in there. I'm ready for some casual pandemic sex, even though it terrifies me. I think I'm ready. I'm ready to put myself in that risk category.
4: Are you ready to pick? You gotta, you know, it's very much like the bachelorette in the sense that you're going to have to pick a guy and it's going to be that person for a while.
0: I know, I know. Well, I don't. I can pick, but they have to pick me too.
4: Oh, I'm listen, I, I I think now you think the, the men definitely are horny everyone has been way hornier online than they were before in march yeah. people in, in march people were regular winter like we're ready for this to be different horny but because summer was taken away from so many people there's a lot of frustration that's just
0: there's a in. lot of pent-up stuff which for men means it might be a one-minute encounter Do you know or what I mean? it you might to-
4: be it might be a one minute encounter and then like, oh, so what's your name? What do you do 10 minutes later? Now you get a, That's you true. Get a nice you get the 40 minute round, Right, encounter. that nice refractory
0: period and then it's like a five hour session. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep dreaming. We'll see. I think I'm just, I gotta search out and just put in antibody positive only. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that that's what needs you can to happen. put that, that way in can the profile.
4: Of, you, know. you can say covid test negative. All other tests negative,
2: too.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went on a um, I went on a date. I went on a bunch of dates at the start of the pandemic and I was so paranoid. I, I'd have them sit two miles away from me, like oh. in the park. <laughs> and they're like, this is ridiculous. So finally, I decided finally, after like such torture, I had lunch with a guy and we were really close and talking and eating. And then he called me two days later and said, I'm sorry, I just tested positive. Oh.
2: COVID. And I'm like, what
0: are the fucking odds? It's like literally getting a herpes called. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, like, what yeah. are the odds of th- this oh. one guy?
4: I, none of my, I had, it was late February. I was on a show on the Upper West Side. My friend put me on this show. And afterwards, he was like, do you want to go to this big, there's this big dance party that was put on by this pretty popular gay DJ in Brooklyn. I live in Harlem. And I was like, no, I don't really want to deal with that. I got to fly out. I think I had to fly out to do a show or something the next day. I had right. some, I had something. And so then I find out that like over the next four weeks, he realizes that he got coronavirus at this big dance party. Oh, shit. Which is like I was like, oh, well, I mean, but at least you know where, when and how you got it. I felt very fortunate. I went to see Celine Dion at the beginning of March at the Barclays Center and I didn't catch it because I don't know how. But
0: did you test? Did you test and make sure that you don't have the antibodies?
4: Yeah, I, te- I got tested and I didn't have the antibody. It's oh. the last time they did my blood work. And I get my blood work done every three months because of PrEP, because of yeah. scoby. man I was just like, they were like, <laughs> nope, you don't have it. And so now my friend is like, well, Jay, looks like I have one credit that you don't. And I, was like, oh, I don't know if it's the one you want to brag about, but good job.
0: It's yeah, I don't know, man. I, you know, I live in LA and I'm just visiting, I, I'm from here, but I came, um, I came to New York for the last few weeks and it's been so good being here. I mean, I feel like the city's doing so well. We're doing better.
4: We gotta behave. Brooklyn and Queens. I don't know what y'all doing. Stop it.
0: I know. You're right. I know. It's it's uh, it's slowly going up. But L A was like, it's getting worse and worse, and we're still locked down. And then the wildfires hit, and I'm like, I am oh my god, here, yes. It killed. There was
4: me. there was a moment where I was like, listen, I know I usually don't say this, but. Leave L.A. alone. I
0: know. I know. No, it was really one thing. I mean, it was it was sad. It's really been battered down. And again, the streets don't look that different because nobody's on the streets in L.A. anyway. Yeah.
2: So and I'm like, yeah, I'm living tell. the
0: same life. I'm writing. I'm writing yeah. at home and I'm getting food delivered. Nothing has changed. Um, but you
4: now. Uber and Lyft are having trouble in LA. They're taking a very long time. That's what I'm getting all of that from my LA friends. Yeah. Whenever they like, I see them and they show up on the screen and their veneers are super bright. I'm always <laughs> like, Hey, how
0: y'all doing? So, did you ever live in? Where did you grow up? And did you ever live in? I grew LA up or? in
4: Mississippi. Ah. I'm from Mississippi. I am mm. in Mississippi, Alabama, New York, which is just the Underground Railroad. And I um I thought. Like I thought, I was gonna end up in LA when I graduated from like all of my schooling. I was like, oh, my landing spots because of my program, but because of my acting program, I was like, oh, I'm not musical theater, so I'm either gonna go to Atlanta as a little hub because they were filming more stuff there, right, like right, right, do whatever I wanted to do, or I'm gonna go to LA because I had a car. And then I get like I got an I got a theatrical agent in new york and i was like oh maybe i should just see and so i sold my car and kind of like on a very like you only get to do this once you're never going to be young enough to want to move to new york again and i just did it it took like less than a less than two weeks my the agency that was like kind of like disgusting to me they're like you're in the city right and i wasn't i was like back home in mississippi you're I was like yeah, like, yeah I'm, I'm there i'm on the yeah exactly side. i was like you don't hear this traffic you don't. yeah <laughs> i just got a pizza at a very very unique place called uh two bros pizza oh, it's God. the only one in the city <laughs> and then they were like oh when can you get here and so i waited till my mom's birthday and i took bought a one-way ticket it's like it sounds like a Leanne Rimes country song about a one way ticket uh, on an eastbound plane. And I just I mean, it was fun. I did it.
0: Growing up, um, black, gay south. Like what? Yeah. How old were you when you came out? What well, was like, that like? Were you surrounded was... by other actors and theater artists and it wasn't as big a deal? Or was it like everything that I would think it would be?
4: I was really lucky because I am some people always say, oh, well, you always knew you always knew. Maybe I was you can like agree with me. Boys didn't get hot until college. So I didn't have it. There was not a time in high school. I was like, oh, that guy's hot. That just did. I like dated. You were girls not attracted
0: sex. to anyone at that point.
4: I dated girls, had sex with girls. Like I still consider myself bisexual, even though my okay. boyfriend pays half my rent. Uh, It's just very. It's very much a situation where in college, like I was doing theater and I was around people who were a bit more sexually fluid and free. And that's when I was like able to come out as queer. But growing up black, you just like learn about, so you're in Mississippi. And so when you learn about racism, what happens is your teacher's like, okay, just look outside, you got it, good
0: uh <laughs> that's all you need there's your tutorial right there yeah, yeah it's
4: like you remember driving to school today yeah oh that yeah okay we got it we can keep it moving um right so you were aware of race in a way that some people are still like kind of like coming to grips with from a conversational standpoint and you learned of things that like atrocities that happened in mississippi in a way that wasn't distanced from you. It wasn't like, oh, like the Freedom Riders, like they died because someone like captured them and like killed them. Like that wasn't like something that happened to someone distanced from you. That happened to a friend's friend's dad or a friend's friend's granddad. And conversely, you knew that there were also grandparents of people who you were friends with and in school with that probably didn't want Black people to go to school with them.
0: Yeah. So you're so just very you,
4: intimate with it.
0: So when you came out, how old were you and what, what was the reaction from peers and parents? And- I was
4: like 20. I always tell a joke. It was uh, so it was uh about 10 years ago. We were all like drinking Four Loco and listening to Kesha. And if you don't Kesha. know what Four Loco is, it's <laughs> what happens when you put Kesha lyrics in a can. This is back when TikTok was a song. And so I came out to my mom and she took it really well and then my brother and my sister all like took it really well. My friends, some of my friends were like, oh I mean, yeah. And then some of my friends, I had I had at least two friends that were like, Well, <laughs> and I was like, what? They were like so and I was like, oh no, no, I don't think you're hot. That's this is me coming out and like trying to hit on you. you no, know? you don't gotta do that. One of my friends was like, I knew it because one time we were watching Sports Center. And there was a running back for the Washington Redskins at the time, now the Washington football team, Clinton Portis. And he was from Mississippi. And we were like, we wa- like watched Sports Center a lot together. And he was giving an interview. And at one point during his interview, it like showed off what he was wearing. And this was me, like, I think like, I had to be like 19. I was like, man. That's a cool shirt. You see that shirt? And one of my friends like, I knew you were going to say something about that goddamn shirt, Jay. We can't just watch football. I was like, you don't want to dress cool? It was just, they're like little breadcrumbs.
0: Little, little, little breadcrumbs. One Is there time... a robust, a robust gay <laughs> scene in Mississippi? Uh,
4: yeah, the theater department. At the University of Mississippi, okay. there's like enough queer people. And there was kind of a gay bar. There was a bar that like played non that didn't play country and people be like whoa that's gay that yeah anything non-country
0: that's right are
4: you kidding me oh my god and then (laughs) like they play like top 40 and people like lady gaga and i was like she's pretty good you guys just give it a chance um that's showing how old i am it's 2000 like what 2000
0: you're a youngster you're a youngster, Oh yeah eh? and
4: so then i went to alabama for graduate okay. school So you've upgraded because i had to learn how to be gay you can't just come out you got to go through some training yes and then yes. i um <laughs> there was an actual gay bar in tuscaloosa and it was called icon, but she has passed away. And I cannot make this up. If anyone, if you say this about Tuscaloosa, people will actually know you know stuff. There was a gay bar with a one-armed drag queen named Bambi. And it was like, it was almost like your Mecca pilgrimage to have to go through it. It was back, like this is also, people going to be like, when was this? And it was on like 2015. You could smoke in this bar.
0: Oh wow! Okay, this is saying, the real. You deal. understand
4: what I'm this saying? This is the real deal. Yeah. There no rules in Alabama.
0: One arm drag queen named Bambi, and you can smoke. So that feels. Yeah. and yeah.
4: sometimes she used the the nub to smoke. She used the amputated arm to light a cigarette. That was at one point. She also this is out of out of drag as Kevin. Someone was joking with her, and then she. Implied that she had a huge dick, and the way that she said it, she was like, What well, God taketh away, God giveth. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, Jesus! I was like, You're I gotta all get god, out God
0: fearing people. I love it. I was it.
4: like, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna oh see you on, and I'm gonna oh, see god. you at church, Bambi. Have oh, a good one,
0: Bambi. So she's passed. Well, let's uh honor yeah, her passed memory, away. yeah. That's
4: well, but also, it was one of those things where it was like still like a very celebratory place. I was very happy. That I got to experience that, and then I moved to New York. And when I moved here, I was like, "You guys, I actually, I'm, I'm more queer than gay, just because to be gay in New York, that you gotta make a lot of money. Yeah, mm. I mean, you gotta. T- you, or, if you're gay in New York, that's a different tax form. Right, so. that's Tribeca. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Queer Hell's Kitchen and then gay. You can yeah, kind of, well, queer, yeah, bed.
4: like radical, like, right. like, destroy the patriarchy, yeah, like, but yeah. also appreciate women and non binary bodies and not gay, as in, wait a second, how much? Like, mm, <laughs> I'm, I'm good.
0: Um, I want that Mark Jacobs sofa. Uh, <laughs> no, is it Mark? No, Jonathan Adler. I love Jonathan. Jonathan Adler. Oh, we have, He's, so much I love Jonathan his stuff, Adler stuff
4: in here. I, I wish I could him. show.
0: My I got to say, also. I love all the frames. It's impeccably framed. Your home is impeccably framed.
4: Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. My boyfriend did all of it. Uh, a lot of people will be like, Well, Jay, why don't you get like a cool Zoom background? I was like, Well, I paid a lot for this Zoom yeah, background. Yeah, exactly. So no, no, no. <laughs> this is to Sustain the
0: Boyfriend. Let's honor it. Yeah. Um, where are you performing? Where can people see you? And can oh, I send it to jjerdon.com? That's yes. an example. Okay,
4: you good. Can you can send them to com. You can send them to Jordan on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can catch me at Central Park, sometimes Cedar Hill or Sheep Meadow, but watch my clips online. There's some more new stuff coming. But yeah, just any sort of following socially and sometimes in person, if you're cute and you got a mask on from six feet,
0: I'm fine with that. I love that. See you're open. I love that. That's great. I hope I see you somehow in person while I'm here.
4: Um, oh, please.
0: Yes. And thank you for joining me. You were delightful and I I learned new stuff. It's always oh, nice to learn. Thank new you. Stuff. I learned
4: about uh vaginal rat slides for vaginal, you.
0: yeah. The, the the yeah, the um, vaginal smears and the lordosis, all oh. important information. All very I was useful. I was
4: like a big biology nerd. So anytime someone starts talking like science terms, I'm like, Oh you mean, we want to talk about taxonomic breakdown, what do we want to talk about? We wanna talk about like <laughs> families, chordata, mammalia, rodentia. What are we getting? Oh at?
0: wow, you're busting out. Let's do Latin, let's do some latin
4: i know i was um, a big nerd
0: you are delightful thank you so You're much wonderful thank you um, and i'll talk to you very soon thank you jay
4: bye thank you
0: thank you bye i want to remind everyone uh, to visit my website mm-hmm. irisbahr.com and also check out my podcast x-ray x-r-a-e i host it as my alter ego Raylan casper white um <laughs> i do have a mullet and um, it's, a, it's, a fun, it's a fun podcast. Recent guests include Andy McDowell. Uh, this professor of English literature, Andrew Stott, was my recent guest. A lot of really good, interesting people, so check that out. And we'd like to wrap the show up. Also, support your comics, Venmo me at IRISBAHR. Whatever you donate is helpful. And I'd like to wrap up the show with Scott Bravo. Let's bring him
2: on. Hi. I got a quick tribute uh, really fast I'd like yes. to do. It's a short one o que é Was a tribute to the late great Eddie Van Halen, the irreplaceable Eddie Van Halen. My biggest uh, influence by far. So, all right, let me do one of my originals now. the mm-hmm. Danny Green.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you.
2: (laughs) No! <laughs>
0: What's the website that I can send people to to check out your your other music? Or is it SoundCloud or what? uh...
2: You can follow me on Instagram, the Scott Bravo.
0: All right, the Scott Bravo on Instagram. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for playing, Scott. I always enjoy having you as my musical finale. I'm uh, at iris.bahr on Instagram. Follow, join, share, love. Have a very safe rest of your week. Wear a damn mask. Vote. Do power the polls.org Whatever you can do so we can just stop the madness. Stop the madness. All right. I love you all. Have a good night. Thank you, West Side Comedy Club and Felicia Madison for co-producing, Jay Jordan, Lucy Pohl, Liz Mealy, and everyone for joining Iris Bars Variety Hour. Have a good night.